Hey guys, it's Graham. What's cracking? This is my review of Heat by April and Pike. Um, Longtime listeners of the show will be familiar with some of her other works that I've reviewed, like her Wings series and uh, Glitter and Shatter. Uh, I've read a couple of other books of hers that uh, were fine genre staples, but didn't really knock my socks off. But I really liked Wings and I really liked Glitter way more than I like the bumps on the road that you're probably hearing in this. Sorry if the AC is a little bit high. It's like 90 degrees in the car right now. Um, but anyway, what is heat? Heat is, uh, oh, there he is. What's up, dude? Dude, I was just driving by. Heat is a, uh, a book about dragons. Yeah, whoops, spoiler alert. It's just kidding. It's in the description. Uh, it's a, in a sense, it's a typical teen paranormal romance with a love triangle. Um, in some genres, you've got tropes that you just kind of come to expect. And so once you can see them coming, the interesting question becomes, uh, are you going to do something new with this? Are you going to surprise me? How are you going to do that? And uh, I think there were enough elements that say yes to that question to make it a, a really good read. Um, it's not often that I'm reading something in print anymore that like, I really want to get back to it. It's more like, okay, this is a book where the subject is interesting, and you know, as I read it, I'm sure I'll find the interesting stuff in it. This is one where, like, man, this, this reads quick, it reads smooth, and uh, I'm interested to know how it all resolves. Um, there's a little bit of... Uh, I wouldn't say that it's like a self-insert. It's more just like a, a, uh, a fantasy fulfillment type thing where, like, you know... Here's a, a main character kid who, if he was a boy, he would have gotten like a cool hand-me-down car from one of his brothers and some sweet hand-me-down clothes from his other brother. And uh, he was the youngest in the whole family and so he gets all the cool stuff that his brothers used to have. It, it's pretty much the exact scenario right there, but with a girl. Um, the main character, Sienna, is like the youngest of six and so as all of her older sisters has moved out of the have moved out of the house she's ended up with like their wardrobes and she's got uh, a bedroom all to herself but she's able to use like her sister's closets to store their old clothes and she's got all these eclectic mix, mix and match styles like as i was reading this it, it wasn't the kind of thing where i'm like rolling my eyes at it it's you know for one i'm a 37 year old man i'm not the target audience for this book but i still find enjoyment in a lot of these books um when stuff like that pops up, it's like, oh yeah, you know, she's she wants the the teen girls to really wish that they were this girl. Which, as far as like teen paranormal romances go, like that whole thing started with Twilight with Bella Swan because that's kind of the big granddaddy, big Kahuna, big poobah of the genre. You know, Stephanie Meyer started that by writing a character who was effectively as blank as she could possibly be, so that the teen reader girls could insert themselves into the story and pretend that it was all happening to them. They didn't have uh, anything clashing from Bella with their own personality to, to make them think that it wasn't them, because you really didn't get anything from Bella at all. She was a blank slate. Um, I think a carryover from that into other books of the genre would then be like, you know, not a way to project yourself onto the character, but rather to put things in the character that makes the teen girl like wish it was them and and uh, really get absorbed in the fantasy of it all. I, I think that's what those elements were there for. 
But anyway, uh, Sienna's boyfriend is the boy next door. His name is Noah. Noah's in a mixed family. Um, he's got a, a slightly older brother that's uh, in the same grade. And you know, Noah and Sienna and Kylan is the other guy's name have all been super best friends and it, it didn't even get awkward once Sienna started dating Noah. But the inciting incident of this story is uh, senior year is about to start and uh, it's like the week right before school starts. Noah's stepdad, Zion, and his older brother, or his stepbrother Kylan, have been gone like all summer long. They were supposed to just be gone for a couple of weeks and then it kept going, it kept going, it kept going, and finally uh, they're like, what the heck's happening? And then Kylan comes back and he's weird. Like he's taller, he's buffer, he's wearing long sleeve shirts all the time. And so there's there's a mystery to unravel here. And then we come to find out that uh, Kylan's got some gnarly tattoos, which you know you'd think is a super no-no for a teenager. Well then, with his erratic behavior, the fact that he quit the football team, and uh, when when the three of them are in a car and they're heading to a party and they get into a car accident, and uh, you know Noah gets knocked out and the car goes off the the road into a into a lake or something, maybe it was a river, I don't know. I can't remember what kind of body of water it was. The, the point is that, like, the car got blown out and uh, Kylan saved them both, but he was, like, super stark naked when it was all said and done. Everybody's like, okay, what the heck's going on uh, with, with Kylan? Um, this isn't a spoiler because it's in the book description, but basically he's a dragon. He's got the ability to morph into a dragon. So you, you'll end up with questions about the world building, and uh, that gets revealed as the, the drama unfolds and uh, Sienna starts to slowly figure out uh, what is it about Kylan that's different. She figures out that he's a dragon and there's even, oh my gosh, I did almost a literal LOL at this because there's like, you know, I'm trying not to compare it too much to Twilight. Sorry, April Lynn. Uh, but uh, again, it, it follows the staples of the genre and it's it's got those story beats to it and there's even a point where she figures it out and like almost verbatim she's like i know what you are you're you're warm you can do this you can do that the other thing and she's like you're a dragon like it's it's the meadow scene with like i know you're a vampire type type thing <laughs> and so um it's not that, like, like, like that in itself was super amusing it was just like okay we're doing this you know it, and it's fine it wasn't bad or anything it was it was just uh, like, oh, you're not a vampire, though. You're, you're a dragon. And uh, in defense of the character Kylan, like, <laughs> he wasn't some metrosexual douche. Like, he was a pretty cool character. Um, there's a lot more going on in the story than just that. It doesn't, you know, follow all of the plot beats, such as they are, of Twilight. Um, there's other stuff going on. And uh, I think the world building for this one was, was pretty intriguing. And I think that uh, with how it ended which was very different from a lot of the other books of the genre. Um, I think the sequel, which is called Smoke, it'll come out next year. Uh, I think the sequel will be really interesting and I'm, I'm very curious to see where it goes from there. So it wasn't like, it wasn't a parody or a rehash or anything. It, it started with what was familiar and even what was expected for that genre. It turned a couple of the things on its head and made it interesting. Um, Whenever I talk about teen romances, and I almost invariably end up comparing them to Stephanie Meyer's book, uh, the good ones 
without fail, have the female protagonist involved in the story instead of just observing. You know, in Wings, Laurel was a fairy. You know, the, the boys that she was interested in, well, one of the boys that she was interested in was just a, a vanilla human. Uh, you know, but the story was largely driven by Laurel and her decisions and, you know, motivations that were centered on her. Uh, with The Hourglass Door by Lisa Mangum, you know, same thing. It was the the love interest male character, um, what the flip was his name? Dante. You know, he was the sexy Italian time traveler and he had the, uh, the interesting past going on. But Abby, Abigail, the female lead, was again in, involved, like her choices affected the outcome of the story. And uh, you know, in this one, it wasn't just Sienna observing and like, oh look, hot boy, oh my gosh, emotional turmoil, he's my boyfriend's brother. She was involved in finding out the, uh, the world elements, you know, revealing the world building to the reader in a sense, but she also played a role in the third act and the resolution. And one thing that was a real solid, just like refreshing breath of, of air, what the heck am I trying to say, is the fact that like in that combat scene, in the, in the end where, okay, so Kylan and his biological father aren't the only, you know, human dragon hybrids or whatever, there are, you know, batty dragons out there. There's a big old fight and uh, Zion gets... Zion the father, he gets uh, you know Sienna and a couple of others involved. He pulls out some shotties, some automatic shotties, and he's like, "Hey, you know how to use these because it takes place in Montana, in somewhat rural Montana, where kids grow up using shotguns, using firearms." Here's a teen book where, oh, let's be so edgy and we'll have a character be gay. And I'm like, that's not edgy. Like, it's just there all the time now. Like it's it's. You know, it's out there. Every teen book has gay characters. It's not that big of a deal. Like, oh, well, we'll have this character be depressed. We'll have this character be angsty. I'm like, you want to be edgy? Like, have them do something cool. Like, not only handle a firearm, but be competent with a firearm and be safe with a firearm. There was still a bit of fish out of water elements. It wasn't like she was some hot shot gunslinger. It was just her saying like, yeah, I'd been skeet shooting. I knew how to handle a shotgun, but the one that he handed to me had an automatic drum underneath it. Like this was a bit of a new thing for her. So, you know, she was she was competent, but she was still, you know, testing new waters in this final scene. It wasn't like she was raised by some nutso military father who trained her to be G.I. Joe Barbie. And uh, she just happened to bust out these shotgun skills at the end. I'm like, okay, cool. Can we have teenage characters safely and competently and relevantly handling firearms in fiction? I think that's a great turn. So. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I think my only content warning was um, there was some language in it, uh, PG-13 stuff, nothing higher than the S-bomb. But it was a cool book, and it was it was nice to find another one in that genre that worked the way that it did and was still able to surprise me and keep me turning pages. So check out Heat by April and Pike, and uh, when the second one comes out next year, I will give that one a review too. Uh, if you are listening to this on the podcast, thanks for doing so. I, I hope you'll subscribe it on whatever platform, subscribe to it, ah, my brain, on whatever platform you're listening to. And uh, if you're catching this one on the YouTube, by all means, click the like, hit the subscribe and uh, follow me for more of my thoughts on things because they are interesting and you should have them too. Anyway, that's it for now and uh, drive safe, be rad, see you out there.